The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up, everyone? I am Nick Eatman, and this is another edition of Cowboys Storyline, episode number three. We're so excited to finally get here to have the pads come on. You know, depends on who you ask. Is this the first day of practice? I mean, I think it's the first day was the first time we actually got to go out there and and see them throw the ball around. But you ask others. Some people even got here today, Nate Newton, just because, Isaiah Stanbeck, just because... They want to see it with the pads go on because this is football, or at least the closest thing to it. And, and I don't disagree with that. So uh, today, Monday morning's practice out here at Oxnard, got to see the pads come on. It was very physical. Let me let me rephrase that. It was physical. It wasn't very physical. I mean, there wasn't guys uh, getting, you know, it's not the movie The Program, you know, where they, they're they out there doing Oklahoma drill. And it's not that. Um, you know, they still you're trying to be cautious with things, but still pretty pretty chippy. Had almost had a couple of fights there. Uh, got to really see the offensive line, defensive line. Those guys mix it up. Um, maybe it was a little too physical. We we did have another injury in the middle of practice. Uh, not sure how serious it is. Uh, Sam Williams left practice with a it looks like a shoulder injury. Um, the word right now is that it doesn't seem to be that serious. Doesn't mean he's going to be back to practice tomorrow because you know this is the time to always be be overly cautious. So I, I do think that that he's going to be fine, um, and and it's at a position too where there is a, a lot of depth because I did see Dante Fowler making a lot of plays, and then the guy on the other side, eleven, he's pretty good. I mean, he's, he's really good. Micah Parsons today was just as good as we've seen before. There's a lot of times where Dak is running around and moving in the pocket and stepping up and making throws, and Micah's just sitting there like, I, I sacked you three seconds ago. Like, it would have been a sack. I'm trying to be a team player. I'm trying not to hurt the franchise quarterback. Um, he, he, it doesn't matter who the left tackle is either. Tyron, I've seen, uh, well, let's go. He goes to the other side, Steele, Idoga, which... Edoga is gives up a little bit more than some of the others. I still think he's a guard. Um, whatever. What do I know? I don't coach all O line, but um, Micah Parsons is good. So there you, there you have it. I mean, breaking news here. Uh, on, it's what we do on Cowboy Storyline. No, but I, I do. I mean, he he was good. But let's talk about some others. The receivers. When Dak was throwing the ball and getting it out, the, 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 I think this was a day for the little guys. Um, I think this is this is short stack day. Kevontae Turpin was making some catches out there. Brandon Cooks continues to make plays down the field, over the middle, whatever. He's, he's not that short as, as, as uh, Turpin and obviously induced, but, you know, he's not, not going to play in the NBA or anything like that. I mean, he might. He, he probably could. But Deuce Vaughn, again, they're not hitting the backs. I get it. But you can tell. You can tell the difference between the guys that hit the hole and, and, and get through it quickly. I, they can't find him. I mean, that, seriously. Sometimes the, being his size can help him, and I think getting through the line, he, he's going to have some moments. Now, when, if he does get hit, he's probably going to lose some battles there, but he's got more toughness, obviously, than you think. I mean, you know, when I look at Deuce, and, and, and we're planning on having him on 
on, on the show. Uh, we, we were hoping to get him on today. It didn't work out. Maybe later in the week. We are going to get Jake Ferguson. Real excited about that. Uh, certainly not a consolation prize. The plan was to get Deuce, but but we're going to get Jake Ferguson, and, and he's going to be great. We're going to have some fun with, with that. But going back to Deuce, he had a couple of plays today. Really, really intriguing. I, I You know, Somebody said I, we were we were on the sideline, and somebody said they just can't keep two short guys, right? You're talking about Turpin and, and Deuce, and I'm like, look at the Dolphins roster. I mean, don't they have about five guys that that are you know under six foot? And 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 I've looked at the schedule, and the Celtics aren't on it. So I mean, we're not worried about playing those kind of guys. I mean, you can have little guys out there so if they can be playmakers. That's who you need. That's why you didn't win against San Francisco, other than the kicker couldn't make anything. Is you didn't have playmakers once Pollard got hurt it was just CD they knew it was just CD and they couldn't do anything about it you got to have some playmakers so it doesn't matter how tall they are short they are whatever you need those guys to do that another receiver that made some plays Jalen Brooks really really good we'll talk about him later on some of the questions but Jalen Brooks had had a really good day I thought Dak play, did, did a good job moving around laterally making some throws down the field I guess he had an interception I'm sure it's all over social media he had an interception to Malik Cooker he made some other really nice plays uh, as well so excited about kind of what we saw there the pads came on and they also did kicking today um, not bad not bad um, again I, I say it a thousand times I mean nothing's going to get settled out here, but but uh, I thought Brandon Aubrey did a, did a nice job. I think he made um, six of seven, I think, of his kicks, and uh, Viscano was five of seven. Um, they had the mojo moment, you know, where they make a big deal. They stop the mu- you know music, and, and you know it's called the the mojo moment. All the teams watching, and they they had six kicks. Each of them had three. Um, they moved it back. I was on the wrong side of the field. I'm guessing about 35, 40, 45 yards, something like that. Um, nothing too short, nothing too far, and they made them all. So, and that was good. That was good. Um, so again, this is a good opportunity for the, for these guys to to get some kicks, and then see how it translates over into the the preseason games as well. And don't rule out the kickoff part of this as well. Kicking off could be a tiebreaker to any kicker. You can't have a, a you know. Um, now, of course, things could change a little bit with the rule of fair catch, but you, you need to blast it out of the end zone. And so sometimes we always talk about field goals, extra points, but the tiebreakers could be how a guy kicks off as well. All right, we're just getting kicked off here on the first segment of Cowboys Storyline. When we come back, we're going to get Jake Ferguson over here. We're going to get a mic and get a chair for him. Get Jake Ferguson over here, see what he has to say. Be right back on Cowboys Storyline. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, 
with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back, back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back to Cowboys Storyline. This is our second segment, and this is the first time we've had a chance to talk to an offensive player here, Jake Ferguson, second year tight end. What's up, everybody? The whole the crowd here, all this crowd. Oh, yeah. Oh, You're yeah. still uh, huffing and puffing there from practice. First day in pads. I, it seems like it's a little bit different than it, than it was earlier the, or last week. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's real football, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Football doesn't start till the pads come on. Yeah, and they certainly came on today, as we, we've talked about. And, and just what was – talk a little bit more about that, about the atmosphere, about the intensity, because it seemed like it was pretty close to maybe a fight, but, but that's, that's what football is. Yeah, I mean, it starts in the trenches. I mean, I know everybody on both sides of the ball, front seven, was were ready to get – I mean – ready to get in the pads no one likes blocking when it's just a t-shirt right that doesn't really show football that doesn't show the trenches like they like they are in games and i think today just kind of the energy that you saw today was just hey we're back at it you know what yeah. i mean it's time to go we're we're playing football again you said something I, I, in an interview yesterday i think you said the big biscuits nobody wants to block like oh, yeah. the big biscuits like but, us yeah, like yeah. big 10 you're talking about big 10 tight ends uh. and all that uh Expand on that a little bit more. You guys think because the conference you're coming from is a little bit different than the rest. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got that. Someone gave me that nickname recently, uh, a big biscuit. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna roll with it. And then it just took me to Big Ten. All the tight ends coming so, out. Everybody in the room. So are you the big biscuit, or are you blocking the big guys up front? Or both? I think everybody in the front seven is considered a big biscuit. But the big, like, yeah, like Big Hank, he's. He's a big biscuit. You know what I mean. I have seen I have seen some some plays. It seems like a little bit different than last year, where the tight ends and the tackles are on the move and trap blocking, and which means sometimes you're going to be hitting guys. You're going to be hitting those tackles. You're going to be hitting those. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Dub Dub came in this year and was like, "Hey, we're in the trenches. We're going to be blocking the big fellas this yeah. year." And I mean, at that point, it's a mindset. Everybody in this room can do it. It's just kind of getting over that hump where. Throw your nose in there and get after it. Well, speaking of that, have you been told of the Jason Witten wham the nose story? Uh-uh. Jason, well, basically, I'll give you the short version. Jason Garrett was talking about how the tight end cuts in and is just supposed to just you know seal off the deep nose tackle, and and but he didn't ask Witten to do it in yeah. practice, and so he got upset about it. Like, why well, can't wham the nose? And you know, here's your all pro <laughs> tight end. You're like, well, you don't need. It. And he, he wouldn't stop. He was like, yeah. finally, like, fine, go ahead, do it. You know, do it. So that's to me is the example of. The mindset of oh, a yeah. complete tight end. I want to make catches down the field, but I also want to mix it up. For sure. I mean, yeah, it starts in the trenches. Yep. Um, Luke Schoonmaker is is out uh, with with a foot injury, and so um, th- then again, 
even if he wasn't, who knows what the tight end situation looks like, the starters and all that. How, how do you guys prepare for that each day? Is it are you are you focused on the starters, the ones, the twos, the threes? No, I mean, honestly, not at all. Um, it's really, and I think L Dub kind of sums it up really well that we have one of the best groups we've had, top to bottom, and everybody can play. And it's it's about when your number's called, when you're in, when you get that rep. You gotta. I mean, you gotta show everything you got. You gotta win that rep. It's all about winning rep and winning reps, and that wins us games. L Dub being Lunda Wells, uh, tight ends coach, and uh, he's, he's easily one of our favorites too. Just he just seems like he just keeps it real. He's real honest. Oh, yeah. I know you guys love playing for him. Do you, I have to ask? Do you have? I should know this. Do you have brothers? I do. I have an older brother. Okay, how old? Four years old. Four years. So competition-wise, you were probably always trying to catch up to him and do all that you, when you were younger. Yeah, I right? mean, yeah, all the time. We would we play football in the basement, tackle football, and he was obviously way taller being four years older than yeah. me. So he'd be like, all right, I'll play on my knees. And he'd still throw my head through the drywall. <laughs> and, I mean, wow. never never won those games. But then yeah, I, I'm about five inches taller than I'm now. You so passed him? Okay. Yeah. The reason why I ask you that is – the tight end room seems really, really close. You guys are competing against mm. each other. You want Peyton Hendershot to make plays, but you also want to be better than him at the same time. Is It seems like a brother-type mentality. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely say that uh, uh, we always picture the tight ends as a brotherhood. Um, I mean, very rarely do you find a tight end that just isn't a good dude. And so, um, I mean, competing against each other makes each other better. But also at the same time, you got to support your group because at the end of the day, we're going to be on the field together. What What did you learn last year from uh, Dalton Schultz as, as, as a veteran, and then obviously you know understand the business side of things as as well? Uh, what did you learn from him? And when when he left, did you say, "All right, this is a great opportunity for all of us to kind of there's more snaps, there's more reps." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Dalton was was truly a vet, and um, I mean he showed it everywhere, uh, whether it was the weight room. Um, mobility, stretch, recovery, or, or even on the field. Um, he was the definition of, hey, this is what you want to come in and watch this guy go to work. At everything that he's doing, you can see it through his work. And, I mean, he, he had a lot of product. And then now this year it's, hey, we need to replicate that same pl- product or better. I think I got um, so this show has a lot of fan questions. There was one from um, – Aspiring journalist was the, was the name of it, yeah. uh, the name of the Twitter handle, which is which was great. What have you done differently this year, this off season? What are the things that you have done to kind of take your game to another level here in year two? I think a lot of it has just been studying our scheme as an offense and getting comfortable to the point where Dak makes that call in the huddle. I turn, I get set up, and I'm, I don't have any questions. I don't have any sort of hesitation. So it's it's just hey, here I am. Here's my role. Here's my job. I'm going to go execute it to the best of my right. ability. And then I think just getting my body right. Um, I, cha- I gave up a lot of stuff. I uh, uh, had a lot of growing up to do, I think, not only not only physically but mentally as well. And um, What did you give up? Like, food, like chips. Food? I oh. gave up chips. Um, coming from Wisconsin, being oh. a drinker, had to give up a little bit of beer. Um, I love how you say a little bit. Of beer. <laughs> I didn't just get Yeah, yeah okay. Right. <laughs> That's in cut my blood still. So. Okay, yeah. cut but, back. Uh, I mean, just the little things. And then taking care of my body got big into walks um last night i was out here did a couple laps yeah. and just i mean not only is it good physically to just get your body moving and not lay around but i mean for the mental part of things too so you went on that trip with the offense with dak and them yep. right so you just drank water <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> okay yeah um i'm gonna ask you about dak and the offense 
the weapons you guys have, have added there on um, obviously with with uh, Brandon Cooks who seems like he is taking some other younger receivers under his wing but how good do you think this offense has a chance to be I think it has I mean our destiny is in our hands and I think uh, we're the ones who are going to decide how good we are as an offense as a group uh, position groups I mean I think there's a great connection this year not just inside position groups but as an offense as a whole and I think that's that's ultimately going to take us to the next level, but it is on our hands. Awesome. Um, real quick, and I'm almost done here. So if you met somebody, just met some guy for the first time, and he was really funny and telling a bunch of jokes, the next couple times you meet him, you probably expect him to you know, be even funnier, right? Yeah. Where I'm going with this is, so you guys were very creative in your touchdown celebrations <laughs> as rookies. Yeah. The bar has been set. Like now, you got to take it to another level. Yeah. So, is where does that come come up from? I mean, I, I, is it is it here in, in, at training camp? Is it just like spur of the moment? Is it the night before? A lot of it's spur of the moment. Um, now I'm not talking like, hey, this drive if we score, it's more right. the game before, yeah, or the couple days before, or so or the week before. Um, I've definitely got a couple on my mind right now that would be pretty good. Uh, a lot of the trouble is seen like. Sometimes I want all 11 guys to do it. Right. The hard part is getting tiring to, to want to buy into it because <laughs> it might be a little goofy, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's that's funny. And, and also, you guys have to, as the tight ends, you kind of like need to be out there like in the formation as oh, well, yeah. like everybody there. So I've always wondered that. How many touchdown celebrations like the night before in a hotel where they move the bed around and like, we're going to do this and this, and they never come out because oh. they didn't score? They we, didn't, yeah. we had you got some of those. We had four probably last year that were just cl- instant classics, but didn't didn't just never popped up. Yeah, yeah. well, might, might come up this year. We'll see. Hope so. We'll yeah. be looking looking for that. That means you guys are finding the end zone, which means the offense mm-hmm. is is doing its thing, and we know that you're going to be a big part of that. Second year tight end, Jake Ferguson. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us here, and we'll Thanks be right me. back on Cowboy Storyline to answer your fan questions. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, 
with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With star sports tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back, back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back, Cowboys Storyline. We got one more segment here. We appreciate Jake Ferguson joining us. He's always a lot of fun. You, you know those guys are fun when you just see, like like we talked about with the, the celebrations and all that, but still, it's more than that. I mean, he, he can tell how serious he is about his craft and how wanting to be better and that opportunity that's there, and, and and honestly, he's the guy that I think at the end of the day he's going to be the guy I think that, that that plays the most because I think he's he's the most complete of the tight ends, and um, I I just don't see anyone right now kind of unseat unseating him to be the guy. So uh, let's get to the questions, and and I have to admit I didn't have my paper ready when I, I just got it. I didn't have it ready. When I was interviewing him, so I got a question from Carolyn Williams. Wanted me to ask Jake, not including Hendershot, which tight end has seen the largest growth? I think he would have said, I really don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure who he would have said. Maybe one of those rookies, John Stevens, Noah Fant, those guys. Uh, but you know, I know Linda Wells is a really good coach, and so you know they'll, they'll he'll get these guys ready to go just like he did with Ferguson and, and Hendershot. Um, another question. I tried to get the question from the aspiring journalist. They had two, which is smart. That's how you're going to be a good journalist because you already know how to do the double question in there. It's nice. Um, yes, the question to me was which player are you most interested in seeing uh, if, if they will be flexed, Leighton Vanderosh or Overshone? Well, Overshone's actually right over here, so I'm, I'm going to say Overshone because he's like here and his family's here and all that. No, um, but both of them are going to be the, the, the position flex that they are going to, to give. What I think Overshone brings to this defense can take them to another level because of his versatility, his willingness to play a lot of positions. Very, very smart coming into the door. Like, There's so many good things about him that it's going to help the guys around him. So um, I, I think it's not an either-or. It's a both situation there. All right, let's get down the line here. Jose Rodriguez have the tight ends among themselves discussed who they think will be tight end one, two, three, four, and so on. We sort of talked about that too, Jake. I don't think they're in that mode of, of worrying about that to themselves, maybe. But right now, they don't really talk about it. All right, Nathan Ross. He's a long-time guy. He's been out here. He lives out here in California. He's been out to Oxnard. He was out this year as well. So what's up to Nathan Ross? He said, Nick, is this really our best option when it comes to the field goal kicker? Isn't there better out there on the market? Yes, there are better kickers out there right now more expensive too but there are better kickers but that's not what they're looking for right now what they want to see is if if brandon aubrey tristan Viscaino, they want to see if these guys can be the kicker and i don't know if you can see it out here it's a tough place to kick we talked about it last week and and i think you're going to see it in games there's always going to be a veteran kicker that's available and so you just have to go there if it's time to go there that's that's what you do but i don't think they're ready to do that right now why should they be? They want to see if these guys can 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 make it happen. So we'll, we'll see. All right. Joe Simpson, he said, hey, Nick, long-time listener here. After Jerry's comments about Zach Martin, where's your level of concern about whether he will start the season with the team? 
We talked about Zach in the first segment and then Jerry's comments, and I'm pretty alarming. But the concern about whether he will start with the season, you mean the regular season, no, he's going to play. I mean, $50,000 fines, they add up. But start missing game checks. You know, your salary is divided by 118th. I mean, that is your salary. You start missing that, that's what it's... That's what's a real holdout. Mickey Spagnuolo used to say this all the time, and I believe him. Mickey says, he first, I remember he was the first one to tell me, it's not a real holdout unless you miss a game check. So that's what I, and I don't see that happening. I don't see that happen with Zach. So as I said last week, he might be concerned, the team, the offensive line, the chemistry, but as a fan, you shouldn't be concerned. He'll get here, as Jerry says, when he gets here. All right. DJ from Lawyer Up 3. He's a lawyer out here in California. He says, is Dalvin Cook not an option because of his price tag or the scheme? I'm not sure it's either one. Honestly, I mean, I th- do, can they go? could they go sign him? Yeah, they could sign Dalvin Cook if they needed to right now. They could bring him in. Scheme-wise, what? I mean, big running back that catches the ball out of the backfield? Like, yeah, you could fit a scheme around him. Um I think it's a it's it's injury durability age uh, progress stopper, all of that, and it's not just the Cowboys; it's all the other teams. So, um, you know, same with kicker. If a team decides they need later on to get the guy, they'll go that route. I wouldn't imagine it happens here, though. Mike Gray, another old time listener from Apopka, Florida, he said, "I have not heard much about Damone Clark. Do you think he'll make a big leap?" This season, in year two. I do. I, I think the linebacker position, I think the guys that, that, we, that we've that we talked about before just now with Overshone and, and Leighton, I think Clark has a chance to really make that, that next leap. I, we didn't think he was going to play last year. And, and he not only did he play, but he played, and he played pretty well, uh, especially for a rookie that coming off an injury like that. So I think he will do – uh, he'll be just fine. I think he's going to be a guy that, that's going to help. Um, love his attitude. Business-like approach all the way for Damone Clark. All right, Matt, Sports Matt 12. He says, I know it's still early, but a roster surprise that can happen that wouldn't completely shock you. I just think the defensive tackle position is go- going to be – it's going to shake out in a way where you're going to see some good players that are released. They're going to have to dra- cut draft picks. I don't know who, but I just there's not room for Quentin Bohanna and Neville Gallimore and Chauncey Golston and all of them. I'm not saying they're neither one of those is going to get cut, but I don't see how they all make the team. Those are the guys that are three, four, and five on the on the list. So um, I, I just that's the position. I think something weird is going to happen there. All right, Brian Woodward, do you believe this defense can be the number one defense in the league this year? If so, what unit needs to play the best to achieve that? Linebackers, I think I, I think it's the linebackers. Because I do think that the defensive line, the edges, they're going to be great. I think the corners, I think the say I think I think they're going to be good all the way. The linebackers probably got the, the, the spot that really is uh, something that, that, that makes you kind of scratch your head a little bit. So that's the position I yeah, look at. All right, Eric, two R's. Eric with two R's. I like it. This is a good question. Is Jalen Tolbert really standing out, or is it a matter of expectations relative to last year? That, that, that is something that we always have to factor in. Always. Because when you, when you think, is this guy going to line up okay? Is this guy going to actually make the catches? So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that was the bar. It was so low last year. Then, now is he making plays? Yes. But he is making plays even on top of that. I think he does look 
really good right now. All right. What are the standouts? This is from Mayo. This will be our last one. Who are the standouts of camp so far? Is there a player on this team that isn't being talked about you feel will make a significant impact this year? Remember, they just put the pads on today. So it's hard to kind of figure that out. And until today, no offensive lineman or even linebacker, running back, really got to gets a good shot to, to kind of figure that out. We've been looking at receivers, tight ends, guys that actually, you know, catch the ball and things like that. So, but I will say today, some of these young receivers kind of have started to take that next level. And, and Jalen Brooks, um, I mean, he, he's a guy that, that really has done some some nice things. I think he caught more passes today. Then he had, they did his entire career at, at South Carolina. I mean, really, that's that wasn't what he did. He was a special teams guy. So he, he was somebody that that has done a lot. I say we're going to take take more questions. I got a couple more questions here. Um, this one was from JT Conroe. wasn't really about football. He says, "I heard you say you watched the Crawford Spence fight. You weren't surprised with the outcome. Do you guys get that much time off to watch things like that? <laughs> Would you watch the fight again?" Hey, we working, man. Okay, we work. I remember, this is West Coast. Okay, we're here. Like, we're working. But no, uh, uh, my man William Borkins actually got the fight. He got it programmed in, signed into it. You know, we watched it on a projector screen and all that. It was cool. But yes, I have seen Crawford fight, and I just, I thought he was bigger. I thought he was going to be bigger all along. It definitely showed. Would I watch that fight again? If it's on, maybe. But I mean, I'm not going out of my way because I mean, I think we've seen. What happens there? So um, that's I don't know. I don't know. And maybe they fight a different weight class. Who knows? I mean, I mean, you guys didn't know you were going to come here for some boxing uh, analysis as well. But yeah, to answer, hey JT, we we, we working, dude. We work. Uh, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, we yeah we, yeah we had a player that was also there as well. He might have been able to. to it was Isaac Alarcon. I've seen him kind of swing a little bit. He might have been able to. To I bet he's boxed a few in his day. All right, great stuff. Appreciate all the questions. Love it. Remember, if you just join us, this is your first show. Remember, this is not going to be our format all season long. This will be what 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 we're doing out here at camp. When we get back to the start, though, we're going to take a lot of more uh, questions uh, over the phone and have a little bit more fan interaction that we have right now. But for what it is right now, we're doing great. For Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you next time on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!